Welcome to today's episode. Today we are privileged to be joined by Ian Shelton, leader of Movement Day Australia and pioneer of church unity in the towns and cities of Australia. Joined as always by Letitia Shelton. Welcome, Letitia. It's good to see you again. Thank you, Sam. Uh, this podcast, of course, is in partnership with Movement Day, mm-hmm. uh, Movement Day Australia. But uh, Movement Day is happening all over the world, and you've been uh, you've experienced a few now. What what are some of the places you've been with the Movement Day yeah, movement? It's been great. Um, they're different in every place. Um, so we were in New York together a few mm. years ago. Then last year, myself and Dad were in London, which was amazing gathering of leaders from all over Europe. Mm. Um, this year, again, a few of us were in Africa um, for theirs, which mm. just so different. Um, and then also been to the one in Sydney twice. Save the best for last, of course. Yes. Um, it's amazing to see what God's doing across the towns and cities, cities in particular, mm. uh, across the world. Um, and it's great to be uh, participating in that. Uh, it's, it's with a sense of awe that you just see what, what God's doing. Um, we're privileged to be joined by Ian Shelton today. Uh, welcome, Ian. Thank you. Ian is the, uh, the leader of Movement Day Australia, uh, about to come into its third year in existence. And for those listening who might not be sure yet, can you tell us in a few words what Movement Day is um, Movement Day is a gathering of Christian leaders in a city uh, to discuss what they're doing in uh, sharing the gospel in word and deed in their community and then also to accelerate through collaboration the effectiveness of that gospel in their community. That's brilliant. That, was, that, that wasn't scripted, people. That, he, that came straight from Ian's heart. Well done. Um, so, Ian, tell us then... Uh, how did you? I mean, you've been you've been pioneering church unity in our city, the city of Toowoomba, for many years now. How did you uh, get involved with Movement Day, and what drew you into it? Uh, I've had a, co- a friend, uh, Tom White, in the U.S. for many years, for twenty odd years, and we've worked together in for the in prayer movement, encouraging pastors to come together to pray. And about in 2013, he invited me to a conference he was running in New York on cities and prayer, but also it was um, in in tandem with something called Movement Day in New York, which I'd never heard about. So I went to that in late October 2013 and uh, went to his conference, which was a smaller one I enjoyed, then went to the New York Movement Day and was amazed to see Christian leaders, some very significant Christian leaders like Tim Keller and others, uh, come together to share their passion for the gospel and their city. Mm. And uh, that took started. And then out of that, I got invited onto a global Movement Day committee, uh, which surprised me because all the other participants were from large cities and here, me from a very small city <laughs> in uh, Australia. Size isn't always an indicator of quality, though, is it? No, we, we love our city. Um, hearing you say that, like, th- there is a sense of, of surprise, I think, that you, that you share. And, and knowing you as well, when you went to New York and you saw the churches working together, you know, like, to me, that, that seems like an obvious thing. Churches should work together for the sake of their cities. Why doesn't it happen? And why does it need something like Movement Day? You know, what's God doing? What's God, what are the challenges? What are the obstacles for this? And why does it need to happen? Oh, goodness gracious me. That's a big <laughs> question with needs a big answer. Uh, in short, we've had 500 years of Protestant church history that's centered on uh, the multiplication of churches, sometimes, maybe even often for the wrong reasons, through dividing 
and sometimes for good reasons, like um, um, different ethnic groups. I mean, for instance, the Presbyterians of Scotland went all over the world and started Presbyterian churches, and lots of different reasons. We find ourselves now with tens of thousands of denominations all over the world, and with a very little with very little cooperation when they find themselves in the same um, vicinity. And so there's a historical problem. There's also uh, the human issue of um, wanting to run our own show and, not, and the lack of, um, of desire to work together. And then there's the theological issue that we just simply don't see unity of the church in a community as a biblical imperative. Mm. Uh, that's a big concern. Yes, so from the two movement days that we've had in Sydney, what have been your hopes to come out of those? Because we're not just running another conference. We go to plenty of those. So why do we run those and what's your hope um, to come? Uh, The movement days in Sydney have centred on stories from towns and cities across Australia. And the simple goal would be to see a, a wonderful gospel movement in every town and city in Australia. And that means the church is working together uh, to um, share uh, the gospel in word and deed in their own community. Yeah, and so we've just from this year encouraged to hear that Perth next year are running yes. their own movement day and that's what we want is to see it spread to the cities, not just a national one. Yeah. Um, I know here in Toowoomba we're looking at that as well and um, there's a few other cities too, so that's encouraging. Uh, very encouraging. And soon we're going to have a round table where there'll be leaders from quite a few cities come together, simply discuss mm. how we can uh, accelerate the gospel uh, through unity in each of our communities. Yeah. What I love about Movement Day and having gone to the two in Australia so far and, and privileged to be in New York as well for, for Movement Day Global Cities back in uh, 2016. Um, yeah, like you said, Tish, it, it's, it's more than a conference. Like a conference you go, you, you sort of get fed and you go back and, and maybe 10% of what you heard maybe will get implemented in your context, but you're doing that on your own. What I love about the Movement Day concept is it's the, the leadership of a city actually taking time out to plan. Yeah. And to ask the question, okay, wh- where are the gaps? Um, what are the things we need to address? What, what's God uh, putting before us in terms of uh, seeing our city blessed, uh, seeing yeah. our city prosper and in peace in Shalom? And how can we work together to do that? I think that's an exciting thing. Um, so we, we talked about Perth. We talked about uh, Toowoomba. Wh- where are the other seeds around Australia that people listening might be able to maybe pour some fertilizer on, at least ask some questions? <laughs> um, well, I've just been in Kalgoorlie. Western Australia, an unusual place when you think of church unity. It's known more for its brothels and pubs. Uh, But there's an unusual depth of church unity there, one of the most profound areas of unity that I've actually seen in this country, Um, partly because of their isolation and the needs of the city. It's a small city, only 30,000, but they've just had a Will Graham crusade there and had hundreds of converts. Uh, and as there's been other expressions of working together too. I was very impressed. So that's one place. But then I was also in Bustleton and there's Western Sydney. Even Melbourne is having a um, meeting in a couple of weeks to discuss how they can work together for the transformation of a huge city. So it's almost in every town city in Australia, there's some sort of um, desire or expression. Hmm. And what I find really fresh about these movement days that I've been to, it's not just church leaders, and that's really important to stress that there's been business leaders, political, um, art leaders, um, just people doing amazing creative stuff. And uh, it's, a, it's, I guess, part of the new wave of what God's wanting us to do. Yeah, it sure is. Hmm. It's wonderful. Hmm. It is incredible. I mean, when we, when we start posturing ourselves towards city, and, and movement day is not about throwing out church. 
you know, mm. like it, I think it, what it, what I've found anyway is as a, as a local church pastor, is it, it's just it, it, it's reminded me so powerfully of what the church exists for. The, yes. the church exists for the city, mm. totally. and so shifting the posture towards the city and thinking how can we're, we're here to salt the city, we're here to, yes. to preserve the city and to seek the peace and prosperity of the city, and and uh, then leading churches that that do that, that spread and scatter through the city to do that, um, which is really exciting. Um, Ian, this is being videoed today so people can see you. I'm sure many of our listeners would, would know your face anyway. Um, g'day. Um, when, when, when we look at you, and, and forgive me for, for my potential rudeness here, but a man of your generation, a man of your age, uh, usually travels around Australia with a caravan hitched up to the back, um, you know, looking to stop at the beaches and the beautiful locations and everything. But I think what you're doing in traveling around Australia um, to pour fuel on these movements... Mm. Can you can you throw a few stories? You, you mentioned Kalgoorlie and a few others there. What else excites you? What what makes your heart buzz as you travel around our country? Uh, it uh, well, lots of things. Uh, I, I, the underlying passion is to see Jesus glorified through a church working together effectively in the community, and it's been a great grief to me to see the disunity and the lack of interest in unity. A great grief. So I guess that's the underlying passion that drives me. Uh, but it's exciting to see that there's something fresh globally, a fresh wind of the Spirit yeah. uh, blowing upon all our little unity efforts everywhere in the world, actually, mm. and to see something rising up. And, and so when I travel and meet people, you sense this freshness. If, and, and perhaps in some places where they haven't caught it yet, when you start sharing about it, they do catch it. And people start to become alive to something new, the new possibilities of what God's doing um, globally, and you know, I mean, it's just uh, this. The other day, I was on a, a global uh, hookup with people from around the world, and again, just to hear their stories, their passions, uh, it uh, excites me, energizes me, and keeps this old man going. Yeah, well, wow. I'm interested in uh, just to take a bit of a theological uh, side track here. How do you define church? What's your definition of church? Goodness, um, uh, well, <laughs> there's the church universal. Uh, through all of history, uh, but then biblically, while it, the church is mentioned in, in that vein, the church is also mentioned more often in its local expression, and nearly every case it's about the church or of the locality, of the city. In fact, most many of the books of the Bible in the New Testament are named after cities. So in its essence, it's the Christians in a community uh, worshipping perhaps separately in little um, uh, congregations, but united in love and generally under some sort of common leadership of, uh, of elders that preside and bless and encourage and uh, strategize mission. Mm. Great. And, and, and across, again, as you travel, how are you seeing that, you know, I think the last count is something like 42,000 denominations in the, in the world. Uh, as you travel and as you talk, how are you seeing what you just described there? It, it's going to require some pretty significant change to to realize that again i think you know going back 2000 years or thereabouts when those letters were written to now with such um you know division might be too strong a word i think there still is a a a willingness to say yeah we're on the same team here but um how how do we recapture that how do we get Uh, back to that well uh christianity uh goes forward by revelation and uh, Christian leaders particularly live out their revelation. So if their last revelation was simply their local church, 
that's what they'll give themselves to. So in short, we need and we need to pray for that altogether we, we hear what God's doing and saying in this present age. We see the scriptures in new light and we're obedient. So it's the top down. We need our leaders of denominations and big churches to get this revelation, if you like, and that'll happen through love, not through um, belting them, uh, through love and engagement, to get that. And for them then to encourage their local expressions in the communities across Australia or wherever, to, to work together with other Christians in that community. Then we also need, and this is perhaps the powerful place for those of us in the grassroots towns and cities, to start to find each other and, and to realize we are on the same team. And more than that, it's an organic body of Christ mm-hmm. and that God will bless and release our efforts in a way way that would, would, would blow our own minds, let alone other people's. So there's a great joy. If we can do it from top down and from bottom up, I think we'll have a great future. If we fail on either of those, then I think we could um, be have a very sorry future. So next May is our third movement day for Australia. Why should leaders come? Why would they give up their time? Uh, well, I, I think, I hope that we are desperate for our, the sake of our nation and for towns and cities, but even more so desperate for God to be glorified through his church. And so in coming to Movement Day in Sydney, we have the opportunity to hear and to tell stories and also, coming back to my earlier point, is to gain a fresh revelation of what God is doing through his word, but also in action through the towns and cities right across the world. Mm-hmm. So what's going to be happening next year? Are you, can you give us insight? Um, well, we're still working that out, aren't we? We are working <laughs> it out. Uh, in, in short, I'd love people to catch afresh that this is a global moving of the spirit. Yeah. I'd love to uh, find um, some new and fresh stories, and we are starting to find them around Australia mm. uh, there. But also I'd like people to catch the, the edge of the revelation that expresses the beauty of Christ, that unity is beautiful. Uh, when we work together, it expresses a beautifulness of relationship, if there's such a phrase, and the things that we do for the gospel brings beauty to our communities. So some, that's some of the things that are on my heart at this early stage. Yeah, plenty of time yet. Plenty of time. <laughs> and we'd love to get you for another podcast. Uh, this year's, the 2018 uh, version of Movement Day Australia was... You asked me what I thought of it afterwards, and I said it was terrible, but it was the best two days I've spent, you know, for a long time. Um, it, it, because the theme was lament, lamenting mm. over our cities, and I think I'd love we'd love to do an episode of this podcast with you just talking about why lament is so important because mm. it just seems so counterintuitive. You know, we're Christians, we're happy, we celebrate, and yet a big theme of scripture and a big theme of loving your city mm. is to lament over your city. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so it was. It, you've set a high bar for Movement Day. <laughs> And uh, we'll see if we can reach it next year. Well, <laughs> well uh, it'll only be reached if God helps us. So, Amen. So start well praying. Said. Well said. Well said. Well, Ian, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, if people want to find out more about Movement Day, of course, they can go on the website, um, get on Facebook. Um, wh- where else can they find out more? Is that pretty much... Uh, that's kind of about it. That's right. It. No Snapchat. There's no yet. Snapchat. There's no, no Instagram. No, yeah. that's all waste of time anyway, Letitia. Isn't it? <laughs> they can phone me. They can phone you. What's phone your number, Ian? Oh, no, no, don't. <laughs> write a letter. Oh, oh, oh something. <laughs> Not oh, oh, oh. Call you an emergency. Emergency. Nine one one. Very good. Well, thanks for joining us today, Ian, and uh, we look forward to talking again soon. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Tish. Thank you. Thanks, Tish. <laughs> thanks.